0: All right, I started recording.
1: Yeah. And me as well.
0: All right. You want me to run the show?
1: Yeah, you go for it,
0: man. Okay. Give me a second. Welcome to season two, episode three of the No Huddle Podcast. Hey, it's me, James, uh, on here tonight, uh, along with Lucas.
1: Hey guys, what's going on? It's just the two of us tonight. Uh, it was going to be a one-man show, uh, but you guys got lucky, and it's not just me ranting about Iowa football and Texas football. Uh, instead, we're actually going to have a little bit of variety.
0: Although we are going to spend a lot of time talking about Iowa and Texas, because those were two of the big names last week and this week.
1: I mean, uh, th- well, this week is definitely going to be a big one. I don't know about last week, we played North Te- or, yeah, we played North Texas. The yeah. UT game, however, you're totally right, UT-Texas. Um, and, in fact, I was at that game, so I'm going to have a lot to talk about this episode on that.
0: <laughs> We're going to have to cut you off in an hour and a half, because this podcast ain't going over time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, I I, I, don't think, I actually don't think I can speak that long, and I was only there for a day. Yeah. But no. uh, incredibly, incredibly fun experience. Um,
0: that game, like it hot. was the highlight of the weekend. I mean, I had no vested interest in either of those teams, and it was It was the best game of the weekend. It was an
1: incredible game. I mean, I I went in there as a Texas fan, honestly believing that we could go into the stadium and walk out at halftime because we were just getting blown out, right? I mean, it was USC. It was the number four USC team, and Texas was unranked. Nobody's given us any credit. Um and I mean, you know, that that's, you know, for some for some good reason, uh, I think we looked a lot better against, yes, San Jose State, but hear me out. I thought we had, you know, I thought Herman actually made a lot, a lot of uh, uh, cleanups. So the, I guess the, the unfortunate part about the last week, so the, the good part was, yeah, when I went to the Coliseum for the first time. Uh, I saw USC Texas. And this was actually the last, I'm sorry, the first time that I'd been to California, specifically LA, um, since that painful memory. Two years ago, for my team, so I am unfortunately for the games that I have uh, personally watched in LA, I am zero two. Um, however, this loss, and I, I actually said because like I got so many texts after that game of people were like, "Oh man, I can't believe we lost!" Oh, and it was kind of like, I mean, it's hard to be mad about a loss like that. I mean, we Texas took USC to double overtime after like probably the craziest roller coaster of a fourth quarter that I've experienced in a while, I blew out my voice in the fourth quarter and it was, it was just nuts. Um, And you know, like I said, it's kind of hard to be mad because I mean, they were, they were ranked so high, we were unranked and so many people just slept on that game. I mean, there were so many Texas fans, there were so many USC fans and they were scared because they kind of knew what was at stake. And they, you know, like the, the history of, of the, uh, National championship, the fourth and five, so many years ago, like that was on. That was kind of on everybody's minds. But so many people across the country was just like writing this off as, yeah, Texas is going to get their shit pushed in. It's not going to be a great game. Um, I'm so so happy it turned into a great game. And I would not have. I, I would rather have that game and have us lose than even. Actually, no, I, I would have liked to have blown them out. But like, I, I would have. <laughs> I would have preferred. The way it is, or the, the way that we lost to just about any other way that we could have played that game. It was it was amazing experience. So the only bad part about my experience at USC Texas is uh, I went there, and like I said, this was like one of my first times in LA in two years, and before that, I was in LA, specifically Pasadena, for like six hours. Seriously. We drove in, we watched the game, and we fucking lost. Left after that embarrassing show So You know This is like The first time That I've actually Got to experience LA And this was with A couple people That uh, I helped Moderate CFB with So I got to Walk around the city uh, Got to know them A little bit better Got to see You know Got to do A couple of the Tourist things So I went to Like Santa Monica Beach And things like that But anyway um, The caveat from that Is that I did not Get to watch A lot of football We went to like One bar uh, At our Like Long point Point or one, one like short point in the, in the day. And we watched like the end of the Oklahoma state pit game and like a little bit of the UCLA. Uh, Oh, who did UCLA play? I remember it was back and forth. Oh shit.
0: Oh, Memphis.
1: Yeah, that's right. Memphis won. Um, I was kind of mad because I, I had, I had USC and my, or I'm sorry, UCLA in my pick Um, but anyway, so, I mean, like, yeah, I, I did not get to watch much football besides USC Texas. Uh, so, I mean, I can, I can talk a lot about that. And, I mean, I kind of got stats on the Iowa-UNT game. But other than that, you know, i have got to be kind of a one-trick pony this week.
0: I got to say, um, besides USC Texas, my favorite game to watch last week was Oregon-Wyoming. And 2016 Oregon probably maybe would have won this game but they would have won 35-31, 42-35, you know, like, absolute shootout. Like a really close. Really close shootout. Might have lost. But I got to say, that defense held Josh Allen to 64 passing yards. 9 of 24, 64 passing yards, one pick. 117 rush yards total, 66 pass yards. Like, this is a new team. This this is an incredibly this is a team that has energy, this is a team that wants to play for their coach. And everybody was high I've on Wyoming Willie coming Taggart into now. the season. And Did you hear me? what'd you say? I'm losing you.
1: You're you're cutting out quite a bit there.
0: I'm sorry. I'm getting away from my microphone.
1: Okay. So I mean like I I was like, yeah, y'all got Willie Taggart. Yeah. You know, this is a new coach for you guys. And he definitely seems to be turning the program around. A bit.
0: Well, and I think, too, that a lot of our problems last year were from horrible coaching and motivation and not from lack of talent. You know? I, I can see that. Like, Brady Hoke was just a shitty D coordinator. <laughs> that, yeah,
1: I mean, I, I kind of feel the same way. I mean, uh, yeah. it's the same old song and dance for uh, Iowa. Our offense was just... <laughs> know greg davis last year was just he, he was he was doing the same old shit and mm-hmm. it's one of the reasons why i think we regressed and this year we've got a brand new ocd brian ference and yeah we struggled a little bit in our first couple of games um i actually think we had a pretty good showing against isu because that's one of the games that we always or they always play up to us mm-hmm. see you know the 2002 season the 2009 season the 2011 season etc 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 um where you know they might not be good, but it doesn't matter. The Iowa Iowa State game is its own beast. Yeah. Um, it's I mean it's
0: up there with Auburn, Alabama. Like it's always exactly. a good game.
1: Yeah. It's it's always going to be a really really crazy game, no matter you know who you know no, no matter the record coming into that game, mm. and really no matter the record after that game. Um. So, we we did barely beat them in overtime, but this is also a team that I believe now Iowa State is two and one. And they've got some, you know, it, it's going to hurt me to say this a little bit. Uh, so I, I need to prepare prepare you now in case you're going Drink guys some turpentine begin. or something. But uh, I, Iowa State might actually be a. a, a uh, sorry, there it was. A, a good team this year. <laughs> 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 their, their QB is actually powerful. Mm. Uh, and so the QB to, uh, oh man, what's that wide receiver's name? Uh Mazzard. Um, yeah, Lazard. I was like, it's... I wanted to say, uh, like, something... I was like, Dragon is coming to mind, but Lazard, Lizard. I was like, okay, that's that's I'm kind of a far-fetched, but, you, you know, you get what I mean. And he's just a monster. He was picking stuff off from our CBs all game, and granted, our CBs were young. But I, I think that he stands to give the Big 12 a little bit of trouble. And honestly, if... You know, th- this is one of those years where, like, I kind of hope that I don't think it'll happen, but I hope that Texas steamrolls them, and then Iowa or Iowa State just like somehow ups- upsets Oklahoma State or Oklahoma. And you know, just to make my team look better, it won't <laughs> happen, but you know, a guy can dream.
0: You would really be conflicted if Iowa State steamrolled Texas.
1: Uh I. Yes, I will be. of course I'll be conflicted. Like I want no, that's that's the thing. I want Texas to win that game. I want Iowa and Texas to beat Iowa State. And then I want Iowa State to to, to win everything else.
0: You want Iowa State want. to be 10 and 2 with losses to Texas and Iowa.
1: Yes. And then you want your that, other
0: two teams to be 11 and 1. Or 12 and 0.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Exactly. I, 11 and 1. Hey. Texas, Texas has uh well Texas has two losses now yeah. so the best Texas can do at this point is 10 and two yeah. um, but they also have a quality loss of USC thank you um, don't forget and of Maryland. Maryland yeah like that, that's another thing I actually really hope that Maryland does well and I think that they're a
0: pretty good team Minnesota um, plays I, Maryland in two weeks that's gonna be a bigger litmus test than I thought at the beginning of the schedule
1: yeah I mean after watching Maryland I'm becoming more scared of it. yeah
0: um, like they're not gonna make it out of the East. But,
1: oh no! I mean, they've got they've got Oklahoma, or I'm sorry, they've oh. got Ohio State, they got Penn State, they Michigan,
0: got Michigan, yeah.
1: I mean, I they're certainly not going to make it out of the East. If they did, if they do, you can keep this on the recording. If they do, I will like, I I don't know, uh, I will travel to Maryland to like kiss their coach's ass or something like that. But <laughs> I'll only say that because I know that that's not going to happen.
0: All right, spicy take. Maryland will beat Ohio State, Michigan, or Penn State.
1: Oh, um, actually, you know what? I think I'll I think I'll take you on that. But I think that it is much much more likely that they beat excuse me Michigan than they do Penn State.
0: Yeah, I think they'll be if you pick the three big bloods in the East. I yeah. think they'll beat one of them.
1: Well, the, the three current big bloods, because yeah. I, I would still argue that uh Michigan State is certainly a contender.
0: Yeah, They're um, gonna be six and six this year. They got too many holes.
1: Oh yeah, they got they got too many holes for sure. But I mean, you know, they're they're a That's that's the thing to remember. So it's like, you know, the, the three current good ones yeah. Penn State, Michigan, uh, Ohio State.
0: Yeah. Think about um, Michigan State. Ohio
1: State is well, they're vulnerable, number one. Yeah. They got embarrassed by OU crap. that was crap. a great game. I was um, so happy. Speaking of which, here I got a spicy take. Um I think Baylor scares OU. Ooh. Yeah. Can you imagine? Can you just imagine? I'm pretty sure that they if there if there are OU fans listening to this podcast, they've they're already like screaming at their computer just like, "What the fuck are these guys talking about? I don't want to be a part of this bullshit." But no, I, I I seriously can like and I, I this does come from a Texas fan, but I, I do think it would be probably one of the funniest things in the world for how much how much Baker Mayfield and the and the win over Ohio State has inflated the OU ego if they lost to Baylor after how Baylor has been performing this season. That would be, I like, I wouldn't even ask for anything for Christmas. For two Christmases, I'd just be like, that was my gift. That was my gift. Oh, Just God. to see the salt.
0: Duncan would have a meltdown. Actually, oh, dude, Duncan, no, he Duncan, wouldn't. I, I don't th- I don't think, he's I don't numb think Duncan at this would point. ever recover. He's numb at this like, point. He fully expects that team to go 0-12. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, like, you know, back to reality for a second. I think that that's entirely possible. <laughs> yeah I think it's you know, part, part what? of me is just like, eh. You know, a team's got to go zero twelve. You know, for sometimes you know, I know it you know if your team doesn't go zero and twelve, then I mean, you kind that's that's kind of a good test for your your fan base. I think we've talked about this before. We talked about this at some point last year. I mean, like you're with your team, you know, through an zero twelve season. I would still bleed black and gold through an zero twelve season. I would.
0: Well, we and talked like, about baseball. this with with Oregon. You know, the people that call me a t-shirt fan or a bandwagoner. And it's like, no, I sat through 4-8. I watched every game. I got yeah. bored this... I got bored one night this summer and pulled up Washington, Oregon. I don't know why, but I watched the entire damn game. Knowing exactly how that game was going to turn out.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you know, that, that's that's what it takes about being a fan. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, the same thing can be kind of said about being, me in Texas. Like, I don't have a degree from Texas, but I've been a fan for them for a couple of years. And this you know i watched a 5 and 7 a 6 and 7 and or i'm sorry a 6 and 7 a 5 and 7 and i'm now starting another season and we are 1 and 2 right i mean it's it's painful being a fan is painful but it's one of those things where it's like you know what you know you you kind of take the bad with the good and you know duncan you know, th- this is this is something that I, I have to kind of praise Duncan for because he numb at this point. You're right, but he's still going to stick by Baylor. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Some you know, sometimes teams just need to need to get a good kick in the pants, and unfortunately, I think this might be the year for Baylor.
0: I just think it's crazy that three years ago they should have been in the playoff. Oh, and, absolutely.
1: Yeah. And you know. Uh, I don't think it was last year. Actually, no, 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 it was last year. Uh, in the first couple of weeks of the AP last year, Baylor was in, like, the top five.
0: Yeah, and it was, like, what if, would it, happen? I'm sorry,
1: and, and if, if I'm confused on that, then it certainly was the case. in. It was either 2015 or 2016. No, it was 2016 five, because there I was... Think, I think they peaked at number three. <sighs> like, at one point in time within the past two years... That team has been a top ten, top five team, I and and had playoff aspiration. And now the they're NFL looking players, at a potential all twelve team. I mean, that's it's incredible.
0: Twenty
1: sixteen. Uh... No, I. I mean, you you kind of have to search through like all the weeks of the AP to be able to. That, but I mean, I, I, I'm fairly positive. If you can call me out on it, and I'm, then I'll be the first to admit it. But I, I remember ranting about it because somebody was like, "Baylor's so good," and I was kind of like, "Okay." They made it Baylor up to. As,
0: huh? They made it up to eight. They made it up to eight. They started at twenty-three, and they made it up to eight in October, and then they just fell apart.
1: In sixteen or fifteen.
0: Sixteen. Okay. What
1: about fifteen? Because uh, I I remember bitching about them. Because they were they were ranked so high, and I was just kind of like, "This is this is ridiculous." Like they had seriously played nobody. I was I was the they, they ain't played nobody, at all, yeah. right? You know, I was that guy. I was like, "Okay, seriously, Baylor has played fucking nobody, and they keep rising in rank. Like that's just ridiculous."
0: Twenty fifteen, they course, made it up to and number of two.
1: proven Right, I was proven right because they fell off the train. Yeah.
0: 2015, they made it up to number two in November, and then 4-10, 7-12, yes. 18, and then finished at 13. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but just, like, the collapse that we've seen this year. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. So Not you know, to not toot to my, my own they horn were, here, they got up to number two. but do you remember what I said about Baylor in the misguided poll that
1: we released last year? Uh no,
0: I I don't remember what'd you say. I said that they're they debut at twenty-five, but it's a tenuous hold. This team is primed for a collapse.
1: <laughs> just watch. We're gonna have to reintroduce that again and just be yeah. like, what the fuck is up, y'all? Like I'm just
0: like, I'm just James saying all the Tennessee t- 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 fans that came out and rode my ass about Jalen Hurd. Oh, oh
1: my god, that was hilarious. Yeah, they, they destroyed. Loyed we'll you for Jalen Hurd, and then the shitstorm with Jalen Hurd happens. Yes. So, like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, we might actually need to revisit that at some point, just to be like, you know, your spicy hot takes turned out to be true. <laughs> James is a football wizard.
0: Yeah. Um. All right, can we talk for a second about the thing I'm super hyped for right now?
1: Is that the Tommy Johnny
0: game? It's the fucking Tommy Johnny game. Okay, there's I got two things. Number one, I'm hyped as fuck. There's going to be thirty five thousand people here, and for all you D one fans out there, that sounds like nothing. But then you need to realize that we played at Saint Olaf last last week, which is a tiny ass college in Minnesota, and there were six hundred and fifty people at that game. There will be thirty five thousand at this one. Like if that's
1: and uh, we've talked about the Tommy Johnny game in in previous podcasts. Yeah, and I, I feel like for any new listeners that again I have to point out. The Tommies and the Johnnies, St. John's and St. Tom, St. Thomas, are D three football programs. Yeah, right. I mean, there. I am sure. I guarantee you. In fact, there are D one FBS programs that probably try and fail to cons- to to get thirty five thousand people in their stadium. I can practically guarantee you, and I and I can more than guarantee that for FCS games. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a rivalry that is bringing thirty five thousand rabid fans.
0: So, like that
1: is that is a that is a football anomaly, and it's something that I that needs more uh, more exposure. And I, I mean, it's on my football list.
0: You need to make it to one of these games. You should honestly be at the one this year. This is the one to go to.
1: So it's it's this coming weekend.
0: Yeah, it's on Saturday,
1: and it's being played. the, I really win. dude, next year hit me up. I'm going to have a lot more free time
0: next year. The only bone I have to pick is this getting played at Target Field, which you all know is a baseball stadium. It's where the Twins play. And it's like, it's a cool stadium, but it's not set up for, for football, right? So the field is set up, the one end zone is in left field, the other end zone is right by the first baseline. And they didn't tear up the aggregate on the infield. So half of this field is going to be dirt going to grass, and I just, I just think that's the stupidest thing they could have done. I don't know why they didn't pay up to put some that turf pretty in.
1: That is freaking dumb. Didn't they do that for a game this past week?
0: I don't know. I just, I mean. I
1: swear they did. I remember watching a game where it was just like, this is being played on a baseball field, and it doesn't look like they tore up the aggregate. Yeah. And I mean, I, well, I couldn't tell if it was just like the turf was laid out to be different colors so you could like, so it gave the illusion that it was a baseball field. Like, I really didn't know. But well, if it was dirt, I wouldn't have been too surprised. But also at the same time, it's like that's pretty freaking dumb. Yeah.
0: So the like, Raiders in the fall share share the Oco Coliseum with the Oakland A's, and they don't tear up the okay. aggregate. You know and, what? That that might have been. Yeah.
1: That might have been the uh, the Oakland game. But really, with the NFL, does the NFL like are are they restricted to play on a on a game that you know is, is basically a baseball field? Did
0: they? Wow! I didn't know that. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, they just they share the stadium. Wow. And the Raiders are moving to Vegas in two years anyway, but until then, they're going to share That's that shitty ass stadium cool. with the A's for half the season. Well, I mean, you
1: know, you also have to remember that. I mean, I'm not really right. I can spout off tons of niche shit for college football, and I can talk about college football all day and all night. But NFL, I just lose it, right? You know, yeah. I watch, I watch the draft. Mainly because you know, mainly just so I can see like the players that I've been watching for mm-hmm. the whole year or several years, and I can see where they go. And you know, really, I've I, I literally had to ask like, oh man, you know that that guy's really, really good. He like drove their program. He was he was you know the the big player on their team for a while. Is the team he's going for or is the team he's going to? Are they are they good? Were they good last year? Like I've had <laughs> to do that just because like I do not follow NFL at all.
0: No, so I guess circling back, like it's shitty that they're playing on turf around a baseball stadium, but I don't know. I just, it's, it's going to be, there's going to be so many people there that I, I, I can't get over the atmosphere, but, you know, and honestly, people around our program, around the Johnnies this year, have been saying this is our year. And if y'all remember, we talked a few weeks back that we put up 98 points on Saints Scholastica. Now, Saints Galactica is yeah. a garbage team, but 98 points is 98 points.
1: Well, didn't the Tommies also lose a couple weeks back?
0: Yeah, they lost to Wisconsin Stout, who hasn't had a winning season since 2011.
1: Yeah, I, I think I remember you saying it was like it's roughly the equivalent of like an FCS team beating Alabama.
0: Yeah. Well, not that. It's the equivalent of Vandy beating Bama. We'll talk about that um, later.
1: Which is actually funny because some people are saying that that's a potential for this week. That but is I actually really, I. I think that that is one hell of a spicy take, but I'm willing to hear it out.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about the spicy take that I have queued up for that. Anyway, before that's we move fair. on, Tommy Johnny, I can't pick against my school. Johnny's thirty-five. Tommy's twenty-four. We got this. Okay. We're the better team this year.
1: Yeah. That's that's fair. It should be a it should be a really good game. Yeah. So I'll keep you posted. So the next one we've got on our docket is probably a little bit more in my wheelhouse, and that's the Iowa Penn State game. Um, so this one is kind of flying under the radar a little bit, mostly because it's not a ranked versus ranked game. Uh, however, it is two undefeated teams. Um, Penn State is ranked very high, and the the big thing that that a lot of people like started to realize about this game is that. This is like the classic Penn State trap game. If you followed Big Ten football and more specifically Penn State or Iowa football in the past, you might excuse me. You might remember a few years where a very highly ranked Penn State showed up to Kinnick Stadium for a night game, only to lose. In fact, that has happened twice, I believe, in the past fifteen years. Like this is this is something that everybody fears. I actually remember going into the Reddit thread because it was actually a, a news story that the Iowa Penn state game was going to be played under the lights at Kinnick and all the Penn state fans came in like, please no, this can't be happening because they, they know they know that that's the history behind it. It's like, if you play, if you play under the lights at Kinnick, anything can happen. It could be a garbage Iowa team and they'll come out and win. Uh, yeah, and, you know, this This is also, uh, you know, look at just last year. Last year's a good indicator. Mm-hmm. Iowa, even I will say it. I think you might be able to look in the podcast or remember last year that before the Iowa-Michigan game, I said several times, I was like, I expect this to be a blowout. Like, I am a diehard Iowa fan, but I'm also a real I thought Iowa was going to get steamrolled. And we came out of there with a win. Right? Playing, playing at Kinnick... Under the lights is anybody's game. And I I don't really know what to put this game at. Uh, the realist in me would bet on Penn State only because if I bet on Penn State and win, then you know I, I'd get whatever I bet, right? But if Iowa wins, then I get the Iowa win. So... You know, yeah, I I think that was that one's just gonna be really tough and it's it's gonna be a really great game to watch.
0: I think number one, I think Iowa is better than people are giving them credit for. You know, right now their best win is probably Iowa State, and people aren't gonna give any credit to Iowa State because they've been bad for so long. You know, Iowa, so we, we've talked about this already. Iowa State's probably better this year than they well, they are better than they have been in previous years. That was a right. right now that's a quality win for Iowa. So, Penn State does not have a quality uh, weapon. A- right absolutely. You know. Well,
1: so I, I think that we kind of need to step back a little bit on that because I mean the the Iowa the Iowa team this year is is certainly uh, it's, it still has a few question marks. Mm-hmm. So the game the game against Wyoming I think was was a definite show of power. That yeah. I and mean, I mean, admittedly, we weren't playing the best team in the country. I mean, I think Wyoming is. Are they one and two? or are they three? Or are they zero oh and three?
0: Uh, they're at least one and two.
1: Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, I know they're at least one and Like, they're okay. at the very best. One they're and one team. and two. So,
0: they that, that game, however, right.
1: like, we kept them from scoring a touchdown. It was, like, that, yeah. that was an absolute Iowa show. And that was, that was a uh, kind of a game that I, even I expected, like, hey, man, you know, they could, they could come in and beat us. And we showed up and we destroyed them. The Iowa-Iowa State game was a roller coaster. And that is a quality win. I agree, but I don't think that properly showcased Iowa's talents as much as the Wyoming game, game, game in
0: I, I guess what um, I was going to say too the game was... against
1: North Texas okay. is where I start to get slightly scared because we were losing at halftime to Northern Texas. <laughs> we allowed them to score ten point. Or I'm sorry, fourteen points on us, and admittedly, they didn't score again in the second half. And we were able to to final or to we were able to bring the score to a final that made it look like it wasn't post game. But for any anybody that was at, that actually looks at the score and looks kind of like at at how the game was progressing, Iowa showed a lot of weak points. Um, also, Air PHG showed up, and uh, Akron Wadley had an ankle, and he was out for the rest of the game. So. You know, I, I believe he's going to be playing against Penn State. This is going to be the, – the Iowa-Penn State game is going to be something where Iowa needs to show up wanting blood. And they cannot sit back and just say, like, yeah, we're at Kinnick under the lights and just say, yeah, that that's, that's what we got on our side. They absolutely need to say, you're getting what's coming to you from embarrassing us in Happy Valley last year.
0: I think what I wanted to say about Penn State was – they're coming in. I think they're fourth in the country right now. But
1: I believe that's correct, yeah.
0: They've played Akron and Pitt and Georgia State.
1: Are they they're more than 2 and 0, aren't they? They're 3 and 0. 3 and 0. Yeah, who else have they played?
0: Akron. I said Akron, <laughs> Pitt and Penns and Georgia State. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. I I or, I'm sorry, you must have cut out for the pit part. So and I mean, the have... the Pitt Penn State game that was uh, that was a little bit more of a wild card because that that again is a rivalry game. Yeah. But, but uh, was was it not? Uh, no, it was played at Heinz Field, wasn't
0: it? I believe so. Or was that it? where where was that game? I think it was at Heinz Field. I just okay. The like I just think Pitt is bad this year. You know, the showing that they put up against Oklahoma State, like, yeah, Oklahoma State is good, but holy shit, Pitt is awful.
1: <laughs> and that, that might be absolutely true.
0: You know, I, I just, I don't HCC think... SEC
1: has some powers. Yeah. And, you know, I don't I don't think Pitt's one of us here, unfortunately.
0: I, I just don't think Penn State has shown us anything. And I... This gap is closer than the polls are going to make you think. You know, you, you have an Iowa State that's probably... Or an Iowa... Sorry. You have an Iowa team that is that should be a top 25 team. You have a Penn State team who's probably top 10, but not as good as people say they are, and then you throw in the Kinnick at Night Factor.
1: Yeah. So... I'm buying Iowa. God damn it. You're making me really want to drink the Kool-Aid right now. Like, I I am, like, on the precipice of just being like, you know what? God damn it, you're right. You know, fuck Penn State. Iowa should be ranked. This shouldn't be it. This shouldn't be predicted as a blowout. But... I'm also a realist, again, and I will not, uh, you know, I, I like not being favored. I like having it where it's like, yeah, Penn State should come in and pass. That, that looks better on us if we come out and we decisively win. Now, one of the things that I will say is that I think Penn State is favored by, like, some ungodly amount. I want to say... It's several touchdowns.
0: Thirteen and a half points.
1: Oh, thirteen and a half. Okay, that's better than what I thought. You know, maybe it's my dyslexia.
0: A, a different one. A different odds maker has the score being forty three point two to twenty point four Nittany Lions. That's belong. yeah. See,
1: like that. That I think that's that's far too that's far too wide. Yeah. I think this is going to be a much closer game than people give it credit for, and it's. I mean, again. As a, as a realist and as someone who like yes I believe in Iowa but I am scared of Penn State I think Penn State wins but I think this is going to be closer to the game that I watched last week and in fact I would like nothing more than if we're going to lose then I would like to scare Penn State I would like to make it look like you know hey we lost but we gave it to number four Penn State
0: yeah I I mean I think that's totally re- like that should happen. You know, I don't think Penn State possesses the capability to to walk in there and win forty nine fourteen. If they do that, it's going to be a long season.
1: If they do that, then holy crap! I mean, yeah. you know, that will be something. I just have to say, like, you know what? Maybe three wins is all Iowa could do. Scared <laughs> for the rest of the. We'll Big have 10. content
0: for well, why is Lucas drinking for the rest of the year though.
1: Exactly. Well, you know, why is Lucas drinking? Or why is Lucas <laughs> drinking this week? Because he watched his football team play again. That's why. Um. But I mean, like I said, I mean, if, if it's a close game, I will be happy. If we win, I will be ecstatic, and I like pro. I will probably be crying. Um, but if it's a close game, that's all I can ask for.
0: How did you feel after Michigan last year?
1: Oh my god, I like I literally actually cried. Wow, like I was so happy. It was it was I, I was like off the walls because I remember I remember. Um, I was actually watching it on Watch ESPN on my computer. My wife was upstairs doing it. And, like, two minutes before the game ended, I was like, okay, it is 13 to 13-14 right now. We're trying to march down the field to um, to kick a field goal. I don't – like, I, I'm, like, losing it. Like, I'm, I was, like, literally trembling. We, we have a chance to win. I don't think it's going to happen, but we can do it. It's possible. And – like, I, I remember, like, practically falling down the stairs when we won after, like, screaming. Because she was so, like, she came up because I was screaming so crazily. She thought that we lost in, like, a really bad way or something like that. But I was like, we won! <laughs>
0: That's and great. I, like,
1: I If I would have been at Kinnick Stadium for that game, oh, oh god. my god. I, I probably would have died of alcohol poisoning that night.
0: <laughs> See, a game in Iowa City, or in A, yeah, Iowa City. It is on my list of things to do, though. That would, Man, have, that would have been. You, crazy. you
1: tell me the the game that you want to see. We'll go to that. Okay. We'll have a good time. I'll take I'll take you to the pet Mall. We'll get sufficiently wasted, and we will go see a
0: football game. I'm down. Next time you're in Iowa, hit me up. Um, all right. Last game we had on our talk about list. Wait, before we move on, what's your pick? Can
1: we touched this already.
0: Yeah. What's your pick so for Iowa Penn State?
1: For Iowa Penn State.
0: Uh, give give it right, a um, give it a winner and a score.
1: State. I'm gonna go Penn State in a close game. All right. I, I, gonna... I don't like that. Don't get me wrong, but I but I think that's gonna be what it is.
0: All right. I'm gonna drink the Kool Aid for you. I'm gonna say Iowa 21-17. Oh my god. Yes.
1: <laughs> Dude. I I would I would love nothing more than to see that score. Yeah. All right. So our last game uh, that we have on the docket is Vandy Bama, and we touched on this earlier. Um, because we, we were like, hey, you know, this is uh, the equivalent. We were talking about this with the Tommy versus Johnny's making the uh, uh, comparison there. Yeah. So this is something that, I mean, I, Alabama is certainly vulnerable. And this is, you know, the, I, I think a lot of analysts have been saying like, yeah, there's still Alabama. There's still an extremely powerful football program that should not be trifled with. But, excuse me, Um Who did they play last week? They played somebody who put up a bunch of points. They played
0: Colorado Colorado State. Yeah. And the thing is... Yeah,
1: Colorado State put up 24, 28 points on that. And they had
0: 400 offensive yards. FSU had like
1: 220. Yeah. So, like... I, I don't know if Bama just, like, was sleeping on that game or what. But Colorado State having those kind of stats against Bama is a huge... Huge red flag, and not the kind of red flag that's got a big old A on. Like <laughs> that's something that Van, I'm sure, that's something that Vandy should be looking at. Like, oh man, now is the time to strike. Yeah. And Vandy, and this is also a team that has been kind of on the up and up because I mean, you, we, we've always, you know, kind of, kind of like Purdue and Indiana and you know, Kansas, uh, uh, Mizzou. You know, a <laughs> bunch of teams and conferences that we just kind of. You know, right off as perennial body or bottom dwellers, mm. and Vandy is certainly one of those ones for the SEC. Unfortunately, uh, at least football uh, standpoint. So, to to you know, if this was any other year, the Vandy Bama game, we'd just be like, you know, <laughs> come on, really, you know, th- this this should be the game that that Bama should sleep on. But I, I think this is a this is a very real possibility that Vandy could could upset Bama.
0: And this is the thing about, like, number one, game is in Nashville. Away games are always tricky. It doesn't matter how good you are. Number yeah. two, we, we've already established that Vandy is better this year. You know, they're, they they could legitimately go bowling or even win eight games because I think the East is a joke this year.
1: Oh, the East is absolutely a joke this year.
0: Number three.
1: Florida, Tennessee.
0: I think Georgia wins it this year, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if Vandy was second.
1: Really? Uh I actually kinda have my money. Wait,
0: no, I, uh, is Kentucky West or the East? No, Kentucky's in the East. I think it's a Okay. I think I was Kentucky say, I or think, Vandy. I
1: think uh I think everybody's kinda sleeping on Kentucky. I like Kentucky.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna sit I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna hype up Vandy though. I think I think they could surprise some people this year. But the third thing really that, the third thing not, you really gotta well, realize about Alabama is all of the injuries they've had this year in the front seven—they've lost two starting linebackers, and they have another two of their depth guys out. And I think they're going to return this week, but still, like, yes, they're Alabama, but injuries still hurt. You Not know,
1: entirely intended.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but no, you're you're, to, you're totally right. This is this is one of those games that I mean, I'm going to be only for the sole fact of like that's just a weird matchup that could be the game to to really. Mess some people up, um, yeah. So I mean, there's there's a couple other games this week that I think are going to be kind of interesting to watch. Um, the there's a couple of ranked versus ranked. Um, there's three actually, I believe it's TCU Oklahoma State. Um, what do you have for that one? So we're just we'll just go quick, rapid.
0: Uh, TCU Oklahoma State. I Oklahoma State's too good on offense. I think they win by twenty.
1: So I'm gonna drink the Kool Aid for uh, my friend JD. Riff Rambazoo. Um and I, I actually think TCU is better than people give them credit for. And I think I I have said this uh, earlier in the podcast that I think Oklahoma State is pretty legit, but I think TCU is more legit than people give them credit for, and I think TCU sneaks by them.
0: Hmm, that's spicy.
1: It is. It is spicy because that that the spread for that game is. Uh, tw- so that will be, you know, 12 in uh, Oklahoma State's favor. So that will be, you know, if, if they can cover, then, I mean, I'm kind of right. But if TCU wins, I, I I hesitate to say that they'll cover the spread, with it, but I, I, I don't know. Um, so let's see, the next one, Mississippi State versus Georgia.
0: Oh, Mississippi State, the way they beat LSU.
1: Yes, I, I totally agree. I'm so sorry, Lee. But God damn it, Mississippi State just looks scary as fuck.
0: This is a game that Mark Richt would have lost, and this is a game that will tell us a lot about what Kirby Smart has done with that team.
1: Yes, I, it's a good litmus test for Georgia, and I mean, you know what? Uh, you know, I'm I'm sure Lee is probably listening to this right now, going like, "You dumb motherfuckers." But I think that it it's possible that uh, that Georgia come out could come out and surprise us. But right now, I die my money on Mississippi State.
0: I think if Georgia wins this wins this game, they're definitely. I think they cakewalk into the East. But oh, absolutely! If Mississippi State yeah, wins this game, right look the fuck the out, a, Alabama. Huh? I said, if Mississippi State wins, then look the fuck out, Alabama.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, actually, either one of these teams, I think, you know, that might be the um, the person to potentially upset Bama. You know, depending on how the, how well the game goes. If it's a really close game, then I'd be a little. But say, for instance, uh, you know, one blows out the other, then the winner in that situation, Alabama, is going to need to eye them real good. Um, Washington, Colorado for the last one.
0: Uh, Colorado's not ranked, but...
1: Yeah, they are. They're ranked 25th.
0: Huh. ESPN's lying to me, These bastards.
1: Oh, are they? Uh, I think that's yeah.
0: AP. I don't know. Anyway, I think you know who I'm going to pick in this game.
1: I, I'm actually I'm actually just looking at the CFB Week Four conference. Oh, it, actually, it has Colorado at number. Two.
0: Okay, I'm looking at the AP numbers. So. Okay. Um. Washington versus Colorado. Who does the Oregon fan pick in this game?
1: <laughs> you're well. You're you're obviously going to root for Colorado, but do you think that Colorado will, will win? That's the question here.
0: No, the thing is, Colorado's best. Asset last year was Jim Leavitt, and thank you very much for Jim Leavitt. We owe you. We love you. And Washington wins, but I'm gonna cheer my heart out for the Buffs.
1: I mean, I I totally agree. I want the Buffs to win, but I just can't sleep on Washington. They they've looked better every week because I I actually remember doing the poll the first week and just being like, you know what, Washington let Rutgers score twenty or I'm sorry, uh, fourteen points on them and only scored like that's that's too close a game for a team that was in the top 4 last year and almost made it to the national championship.
0: I'm so, so glad they didn't. Oh, that would have been
1: awful. <laughs> but I mean that you know that just with that information it's just kind of like, you know, goddamn. Uh, you know, letting going going into that game either Rutgers was really good and or Washington was, you know, not as good as they should be or at least not nearly as good as last year, and I think the latter is, is more applicable. Um, so, what else? Um, another couple of good games. Uh, Michigan-Purdue.
0: Oh, that's going to be spooky.
1: That's, yeah, so I, th- I think that might be a trap game for me.
0: I think my trendy upset picks for this week are Purdue and Vanderbilt.
1: Okay, I like it. I was... Uh, my... My... Uh, crazy hot take besides uh, Vandy potentially upsetting uh, Alabama and obviously the homer of Iowa Penn State. Uh, even though I did take Penn State earlier, I'm going to be hoping, <laughs> hoping against hope for Iowa to beat Penn State. The realist um,
0: versus the fan coming yeah, out in real time.
1: Uh, I really, really want to see Kentucky beat Florida.
0: Who? 84% of RCFB has never seen Kentucky beat Florida.
1: Uh, it's it's happened. The, the the this This is the year the streak could could end.
0: Mm-hmm. Florida is hot happen. garbage on offense. Actually, that's doing a disservice to hot garbage. They're cold garbage on offense.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: Kentucky. Um,
1: actually, um, I, w- I want to do one more game. One more uh, hot take. We actually already did talk about old Oakland. We won't talk about that again. But my last hot take, um, Utah only being favored four and a half points over Arizona is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Utah should blow Arizona out of the water like it's that's not even a question in my mind Arizona is hot garbage this year their offense their offense is probably the only thing that they have on that team the defense is practically non-existent. And Utah is a well-rounded team, and I think that if they've got their shit together, they're going to take Arizona to the woodshed.
0: I think the—I honestly think that spread might be so low because it's at Arizona nine thirty on Friday night.
1: I mean, to, to, I mean to that
0: me just—that's really, that's really short not, week trap game, man.
1: Well, then why does Iowa still favored by thirteen? Just thirteen. Right? You know, I it's it just it, that number just doesn't make sense to me. Four and a half points over over Arizona? I mean, come
0: on. I wonder if the yeah. odds makers are riding high on You know, maybe. Maybe, Ariz- like, maybe they're just I mean sports. Arizona looked You're good like, against UTEP, Miami. but it was UTEP.
1: No. Well you know, UTEP, UTEP is UTEP,
0: dude. Come on. Dude, they're gonna go all and twelve this year. Exactly. Um, I want to say one thing before we wrap it up for the night. Um, so, I got two Dark Horse Heisman picks for this year. Number one is Nick Fitzgerald. He looked so good last year. I, I've basically been high on Nick Fitzgerald ever since their bowl game last year. He, ju- he just looks like the type of player that can tear up defenses. And I think that he's going to be in the Heisman race by the end of the season. And you got to give that some luck is, to my boy.
1: That is a spicy take.
0: Yeah. I think, okay, if Michigan, or Mississippi State wins the West, it's because he turns in a Heisman-worthy performance in SEC play. Okay. God damn it, he should. If, if they win the West, Nick Fitzgerald should be in New York. And the other thing, Royce Freeman has nine rushing touchdowns through three games. He needs some love. If I have to pick two guys going to New York, I think it's I think one mm-hmm. of Fitzgerald... And Royce Freeman. Should win the Heisman. Okay.
1: That, I mean, I I was expecting that it was going to be, like, nicer than it was. After you did I was like, you know what? I, I, could, I could kind
0: of see it. You, you know, Fitzgerald doesn't get a lot of love. You know, but he's a, I mean, he's... I do like
1: him as a dark horse. Yeah. I won't lie.
0: He's the guy after Dak Prescott. But... He's almost as good as Dak Prescott. Okay. Hot take.
1: Not terrible.
0: Yeah. <laughs> In before Tennessee fans. But yeah, I I don't know. I you know. I mean, if the if the Ducks win eight or nine games, I think Freeman could have twenty rushing touchdowns. Honestly. You know he could he could legitimately rush for 1,500, 1,800 yards this year. You know he's a good back. He needs some love. All
1: right. Um. So I I yeah I think that's probably about it for the night. I'm actually yeah. kind of getting a little tired. I won't lie. Yeah. Um, so uh, we had one game tonight. USF beat Temple, beat them pretty soundly, and we got a lot of games coming up. So we talked about a lot, and let's hope that some of these come to fruition.
0: And tune in next week for more spicy takes from James and Lucas. Oh,
1: man. Spicy, spicy. Yeah. All right. This is Lucas and James, Quality Loss Podcast Season 2, Episode 3, signing off.
0: Thanks for listening.